0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sex, Drugs, and Crippling Debt. This week, we've got the king of the comedy collective. He's one of my favourite comedians. He's like the Mr. Miyagi of comedy for me because he always helps me. It's Darius Davies. He's best known for hosting Top Secret most weeks, for his show Persian of Interest, for co creating Hate and Live. And we're talking about. Oh, I'm just eating a jacket potato. We talk about boarding school, we talk about quite a sociological debate about education in the UK and how the biggest social barrier, I think in both of our opinions, is class division. And we also talk about comedy in New York and how I've got, well, I had a track suit that Jimmy Savile, it kind of looked like Jimmy Savile would wear it, so I had to bend it.
1: Enjoy. Comedy, this is how naive I was, I called up the comedy store. (laughs) I was like, Hi, can I get a gig please? And they were like, Who 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 are you? I was like, I'm Dave Davies And then they were like, how, how many gigs have you done? I was like, What, none? And then and you want your first gig to be in a comedy store Well where else where else is it gonna be? Huh? You tell me. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Are you back? Are you back? <laughs> you...
0: Sorry. Yeah. What, what's going to say? Oh, yeah. It's alternative provision.
1: Maybe it is the same, but it sounds different to my. Like, well, so far my one's been quite easy, so I'm, I've mm. been lucky with it. Are
0: you? Um... Oh, sorry. Is someone talking to you?
1: No, it's all right. No, no. They've it was it was my mum at my mum's house she just Uh, came in so
0: do you live with your mum when you're living you're in London
1: well I do at the moment usually Mm -hmm. if it's not corona we'd we'd have a place here but because it's corona we don't
0: yeah how's Elsa
1: yeah Elsa she's uh she's good she's excited she's well she's she's working I mean everyone's just bored Mm -hmm. of lockdown right now it's like oh this is the first one we were like, "Yeah, we can do it," but now everyone's just like, "Oh, I just cannot be bothered with this." Um, she's actually texting me right now as we speak. Oh, that's okay. Herself. You can reply
0: to her. Is she alright.
1: Just... Yeah, she's good. She's alright. She's get. She's. It's, she. she's She likes it when I'm not there because I'm not making the house a tip.
0: Oh yeah. To be fair, I do tidy up after me and Cameron. Especially when it's at my house, like he tried to uh-huh. make his his own breakfast the other day, and he set his toast on fire.
1: How can you set toast on fire?
0: He put it in the grill.
1: Yeah, and he, what he forgot it.
0: I think yeah, maybe, and I just was like, I'll just take over. It's fine. Go sit down, read the paper. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, I have to, I have to say, it's uh, it's quite an achievement to set fire to toast. <laughs> That's quite funny.
0: I burnt pasta in my first like two days at uni.
1: How do but it's in a bowl of water?
0: I know, I I I know. Like I, I use this like, Italian girls, um, frying pan. Like oh, perhaps it's because did I use a frying pan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, this is how. This is what I was like at eighteen. I was like off the rails. I like burnt pasta in a pan.
1: Well, that is a that is a um, a maverick. A maverick uh, student cooking hack burning pasta in a pan. I, I didn't think it was possible unless you didn't put enough water in.
0: I don't know. I just, I don't think I was in a good frame of mind probably at the time. Um, we well, Did you, did you like stay at home for uni?
1: Oh, uh, well, I was a year in Argentina um, for, for university. And then I was in halls uh, in London for the first year. And then I was at my mom's house for the for the next two. But in hindsight now, I deeply regret that. <laughs> but but when I was at university, I was at university. It was like I was eighteen, but I was really about fifteen, and I looked about twelve. So I sh- they shouldn't have. I shouldn't. You know, so I was meant to do a gap year, which I wanted to do, um, but they never. I, I missed out on some grades, so they said, "No, you have got to start this year." And mm-hmm. I think. I really that gap here would have at least kind of matured me a bit so I needed that gap here I never took it in the end and then that kind of messed everything up I think well I didn't mess anything up but it kind of it, I wasn't mature enough I think at the time to go to university
0: oh really I
1: was very I was very when I when I went <laughs> when I went to university I'm telling you I looked about 12 I could still use <laughs> I was still using child travel cards I was buying those and getting stopped when no, I'm still at school what are you talking about <laughs> I was so young I felt like I was like yeah I was I used to look so young I would get ID'd everywhere we, every time we went to try and go in and just get ID'd it was so embarrassing
0: really I don't get ID'd anymore and I don't know how I feel about it
1: well I mean yeah I mean I was happy to not get ID'd but now I'd probably like to be ID'd like please ID me <laughs> i remember at the time uh yeah i hated it I did, we, we, we wouldn't get in anywhere but i didn't really drink it was a bit i was i basically i got banished to go to boarding school when i was in the north from like during secondary school i got sent away because i was getting in trouble with the police and stuff oh
0: so then you I, talk so, to me about that is that is that nosy of me like if you don't want to talk about it that's perfectly fine no, that's all right it's yeah. because of like Crime, I thought it was because you got like a grant or something.
1: oh uh, no, I got a, we're hit. it was a combination. It was, I i got like a scholarship and a bursary to go, but also it was to get me out of the area because I was getting in trouble with this, that, and the other. And like you know, not in big trouble, but I was just, you know, the police would turn up every now and then because i I'd do st- stupid stuff. So I got sent away. So then after school, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go home, it's gonna be great, but actually, in hindsight, Well yeah in hindsight I would have rather gone away but I'd been away from the age of like 13 so for me it was like I've already done that in a way but I hadn't really but I thought I had and then I don't know but the best thing from 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 my university experience was I went to Argentina for a year and that was amazing so.
0: Rewind so like what what was boarding school like like was it all boys?
1: No, I I went to two boarding schools. I went to one, which was like, so basically, boarding school is when you see, in my opinion, the real kind of illness that riddles this country, and that is classism. So when you go to boarding school, they've got preparatory school, prep school, which is kind of like primary school, but it's not quite primary school because it goes to like a different age. Then you've got, you know, I guess it would be called secondary school, but it's just like school. But it was it, the first one was kind of like they were both like Harry Potter esque, but this was before Harry Potter, and I hated it. I mean, I re- first one was an all boys school, so that was from 10 to about 13. Um, and I really, I mean, I guess it was in hindsight, I guess it was okay, but I remember at the time I hated it, really hated it all these really super rich kids, like I, my mom would turn up in like a green datsun sunny this old banger of a car and all these kids would be coming up in bentley's and rolls royces i was so ashamed i was like oh no the no, no. <laughs> green datsun sunny but i came but but i remember i came first in my class like all the time because despite them being so rich they're all dumb as shit um but you just saw the difference, the different thing is, the difference is the way it works. And also one of, the, one of the lasting impacts, the legacy effects of going to, the, to boarding school is that they don't, well, at the time, I don't know if they changed it now, they didn't name the schools, the years right. So, you know, you know now you've got like year six, year seven, year eight, year nine, whatever. In boarding school, it goes, uh, it went like this, it went lower figures, upper figures, rudiments, then rudiments, grammar, syntax, poetry, and rhetoric. Those were the names of the years. So I got no clue. Now, someone's like, ah, oh, yeah, my niece is, she's at school. And even now, I'm teaching these kids. They're like, what year are you in? And they're like, I'm in year eleven. I got no clue what that is. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> old that is. So it's 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 mad. So but I but yeah, boarding school was. I was coming from like coming in at 10 at night when I was like, you know, 11 and going out and doing what I wanted. And then suddenly, oh, you've got to go to bed at nine. And I'd look out. It's like, it's still daytime. It's, it's literally, it's <laughs> daytime outside. I can I can look at, look at, look at, I could not go to sleep. And I'd get in trouble all the time. I was always in and out of the head mask because <laughs> I just argue. I've always, I think I've always had a little bit of a problem with authority. So I'd I just, I just uh, argue. Yeah.
0: You've all, like, it's brilliant that I think if I'm honest, that your mum has brought you up to always maybe question authority.
1: Um, I don't know if if she's brought me up to do that, but that's just how I am. But yeah, but I didn't like boarding school. And then in secondary school, the secondary boarding school, it was a a girls' and boys' school, but there was like about two girls. Well, there was like two good-looking girls in the whole year, (laughs) and they were basically (laughs) on rotation through the cool kids. So it was like a group of cool kids, of which I wasn't one of them because I looked about ten years old, right? <laughs> and they, the girls would just go out with one of them, dump the other, dump him, go out with the next one, dump him. They just go around the a circle. I'd be like, "They're tag me in, me, 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 my turn, my turn." <laughs> <laughs> so my I, I was very, yeah, I was very immature as well. So I'd had no, so I finished school basically with zero experience, life experience at all. In hindsight, with with any girls or anything, So I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I. I, yeah, I mean, I got good friends from it now, but I didn't really like it at the time. But now yeah. it's all different. Now people love it. They're like, "Oh yeah, boarding school, wicked, New Harry Potter style." But I wasn't enamoured with it when I was there.
0: Yeah, I think I think we we obviously like both experienced education when there's loads of posh people around us. So when i was at uni there was loads of loads of like mega rich people mm-hmm. that we're talking like crazy rich like i went out with a boy that went to oh what was this what's it called um the school eton. The, no it, it's one below eton that begins.
1: ample forth
0: it begins with h harrow
1: oh harrow yeah harrow yeah okay i know that one that's near, that's actually near Wembley. So my school would play like schools like that in rugby. We we were like the northern version of those schools. So we'd play them all in rugby, and you just see that the way they lived it was just different. It's just a different lifestyle. But mm-hmm. for me, it kind of perpetuates kind of like classism within the country. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I I did a quite a few modules of like about classism at uni, um, and like class... no Did you? Prejudice, like snobbery, um, and I think it's just part of like it's like like you said it's like one of the like biggest issues when it comes to. I assault.
1: mean, even if we look at it like uh, the Harry Meghan thing, this like we're arguing about the like, what, first of all, why did a royal family exist? I've been mean, am I'm a I'm a I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a against the the monarchy in general, but that just Me too. from the top down, it's like it perpetuates like we've got a monarchy Like why have we got a king and queen why for what reason mm-hmm. and it just permeates this country
0: yeah it, so. it it shows like like class structure and i guess in mm-hmm. hierarchy like the principle there, there will always be someone that's more entitled to things or will be more well off than you
1: well well my argument against the royal family is this, is if you believe and you aspire to live in a society where everyone is treated equal regardless of their race, religion, creed, color, gender, sexuality or whatever, right? That's what we aspire to, which is what we attract which is what, you know, most of us want. We want everything just to be equal, right? Then you can't believe in the royal family because you're saying everyone's equal. Uh, except for the Queen and her f- Family, they're just a bit better than you, and because of that, we've got to give them this, this, and this. So you can't have it, in my opinion. So that's one of the reasons I'm, uh, I'm against the royal family.
0: I completely agree. And also, can we just talk about Prince Andrew? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> the man doesn't sweat. He's the such man doesn't nuns. sweat. Yeah, he doesn't sweat. He does not sweat, and uh, I'm sure he'd be delighted to teach some of the feral children at your school.
0: <laughs> oh no i wouldn't let him anywhere near him honestly like all he got was that his birthday party got taken off him he couldn't well, have it's... 60th because of it
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's nuts because now they're all saying oh but harry and Meghan is the worst thing that's ever happened for the royal family in 85 years like this was like this was like less than a year ago because andrew was, was being accused of being a nonce on tv have you forgotten that far so it's a nice distraction all of this that's happening now. Yeah. But, I mean, I think after the Queen, there's probably going to be real serious um, consideration from the country into whether or not they should have, whether or not they should abolish the monarchy because, what, it's going to go to Prince Charles? The, I don't think so. I think it's no. probably, it's, this is this might see it off, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so. But I just don't, I think the they're too supportive of the Queen but it's it's like it's kind of like isn't it the idea that working class people admire like you know like the queen but they've they've got no idea how the queen are, is essentially, essentially like exploiting people well i
1: mean how does your how do your friends and family uh, feel about the the monarchy
0: my mum is my mum likes them yeah yeah, yeah. pretty yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. My dad's just a bit indifferent. What about you? What do you
1: parents- well? Well, I th- I mean, to be honest, I don't really speak to them. But a friend of mine who's quite level-headed, he likes the royal family. I, I couldn't believe it. I said, "What? How can you like the royal family? That's so rubbish." If it's <laughs> not that I like the royal family per se. He said that if you get rid of the royal family, you won't have a queen. Great, but now what do you have? Instead of the the queen. Now you just have a, a politician there who's going to be the head of the country. So you get, so said, so, so he, this is when we chatted David Cameron, goes, so essentially David Cameron would be the highest power in the land. It would be David Cameron's Britain, which it kind of is. But I guess that was, that's one reason is like, okay, you get rid of the, the. you're just going to elect politicians who are also sl- s- uh, snivelling, you know, rex as a to rule over you but i guess that's just how it is really
0: she's pretty powerless though isn't she the queen if you think about it
1: well yeah well she is but but i mean it's not really it's she is and she isn't it's not really about power though is it it's more about the money that's invested in her the institution that's invested in her the fact that she's pretty powerless but even when there's kind of concrete evidence and the cia come asking to interview a son because he's been hanging out with a known pedophile um he could just say "Nah, you're all right and they're like okay that's fine so she's not as powerless as you might think uh it's the fact that you know princess diana can die in a random car crash in paris and everyone's like ah that's not suspicious we'll just let that one slide that's fine do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm that the the or the fact that they can hang out with Jimmy Savile for years and go to, to like J I mean, I don't know why no one at the time they think, well it's a bit weird Jimmy Savile going around to the royal families for Christmas dinners. I mean, is that not weird, right? Really? Yeah, he went there for Christmas dinner if he was invited for Christmas to, to, to those a few times, right? So and people say, like, Nah, it's fine. So I mean, the power is maybe it's not overt power like, oh we can change this. But they've got a lot of pa- she has a lot of power, and theoretically, if she wanted, she could take on more power. Is my understanding? But I don't know. Presently, I'm a- I'm against the monarchy. Um, I guess I'm a uh, I'm in for regicide. That's what I'm for.
0: Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't like him either. <laughs> um, yeah. I was gonna say I've got a story about Jimmy Savile. Um, yeah, tell us.
1: I've,
0: I've always oh, known... tell us,
1: tell the listenership.
0: <laughs> Tell us more. Um, yeah, I've always known that he was a paedophile because my nan's friend, when she was 17, was a dancer on Top of the Pops. So um she saw like Jimmy Savile be really inappropriate with girls her- of her age and like trying oh, wow. to kiss them and stuff. And like it was just like a normal day at the office for the to- for Top of the Pops. So no- nothing was ever called out or said and it was probably more accepted wasn't it was in the 70s so my my nan kind of always told me you know he used to go around to schools and stuff didn't he so
1: yeah,
0: she, she always kind of said to me you know he's not I can't tell you yet what he is because you're too young to know but if you ever come into contact with him just stay well away from him and I was like oh okay I was like, that's weird and then my mum when I got to like 11 or 12 my mum told me that he was a pedo and then
1: uh, he a died. pedo <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then he died and then everyone was like oh that's sad and then a few years later they were like oh he's a pedo and i was like i've always known always you,
1: known. you, you knew before anyone else to be honest most people knew just by looking at him although it kind of was an un. well the guy from the six pistols he johnny is it johnny rotten or what i've maybe oh, yeah. forgotten. he, he John, called yeah. him out about it
0: he's a legend
1: yeah um,
0: yeah I was gutted because I had like a track suit that was quite similar to Jimmy Savile's and I have gotten rid of it now.
1: It... It's, probably, it's probably in fashion now though, probably back in.
0: It, it was like a red top with stripes down the, the the arms of it and a gold zip and I was like, oh, oh. I really don't want this now. <laughs> it maybe, kind maybe of it's in yet.
1: fashion. <laughs>
0: do you want to talk a bit about, um... oh, did you do comedy at uni or you started quite late, didn't you?
1: Well, I start. do you know what? So in at uni, I did one gig, uh, but it wasn't. So basically, I saw there was a competition. I can't remember. It was called, like I think it was a Daily Telegraph stand-up competition. And I entered it for Student Comedian of the Year. But you have to understand, when I did stand-up, when I first started stand-up, I had no clue how anything worked. When I said I was naive, I was so naive. So I found this competition. It was in and I entered it, and they said, "Okay, your heats in Coventry." So I had the friends at Birmingham University. So I went to went up, met with them, and they were like, "Have you prepared a set?" I was like, "No." Did you know what you're going to talk about? I was like, "No." I didn't know how. I didn't know anything about comedy, right? And I had to do I don't know five minutes or something. And it was me, and it was only one other girl on. I don't know. I can't remember who it was. I had no set, and I just went there, and I had I thought, okay, what I'm going to talk about is watching like daytime television and basically watching what was the equivalent of porn. So like, I was like, now neighbors is day porn. And that was my so-called material, right? So, I, you, you, what, you, yeah. I think, it, I think it was funny at the time, but I don't think it was on the night. <laughs> anyway. So I, um, I did that. I wasn't, I mean, I, I was better than that girl who might, I don't know if it was her first gig as well, but I never heard back from them. So then I, so then I didn't do comedy again for years and years and years. And then when I did it again, I started in 2008 and I started in New York. So late 2007 and 2008, then I started. But even then, my friend was like, why don't you try comedy if you think you're funny and go to an open mic? I was like, what's an open mic? Had no clue. And then I, then I found out you had to go to open mics and you had to do this, this and this. But I didn't, I didn't understand now. I guess it's, a, you know, you can research more and it, there's a more... Information available about how you do it, but when I, I I think I just got in at the end, where you'd go through the timeout and you'd look at the gigs in timeout and you would just mm-hmm. call them up or you'd go there. I, I remember just turning up to random gigs like, "Can I get on?" But I, before I before I did stand up, I called <laughs> up the comedy This is how naive I was. I called up the comedy store. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, can I get a gig, piece? And they were like, who, "Who who are you?" I was like, "I'm Dave Davies." And then they were like, how, how many gigs have you done?" I was like, what none and then and you want your first gig to be a comedy store but well, well, where else where else is it going to be huh you tell me so I, that's how naive i was about the whole oh, comedy industry and how it worked i was just like and then yeah a few years later finally i got in there but at the time i had no clue
0: was it you that told me um if you start comedy out in new york <laughs> you are probably going to be trained harder and better than if you are in the uk i
1: think um so i i did comedy in New York twice. I think it's a bit. There's different. I think in New York they kind of they might work harder. To, they gig more, but to like, but what what they call gigs are like. I mean, this is really, really pushing the uh, the limit of what you can call a gig. So you're like performing to just like literally a room of comedians, but they do like loads of them a night, and you go all around the city. Um, American comedians, just from what I can see starting out, when they were starting out, they have a much better, they've all got good stage presence. You watch them and go, wow, this guy is, wow, this person is really good at stand-up. They look really good. Then you listen and say, actually, this is really rubbish. <laughs> it's really, It looks good, but it's rubbish. <coughs> Whereas in England, you'll see someone and they look like, well, this guy is just riddled with autism and Asperger's, cannot make eye contact should be has not only doesn't have is has got negative charisma right this is a this guy is a fun vacuum he's just sucking it out of the room he should be nowhere near a stage but even that guy will have one like the worst comedian will have one nugget of like real gold does i think i think we've got a funnier sense of humor than them and americans a lot of them are like oh yeah so my mom's like if they're if they're from if there are any kind of different races, that that's all they talk about. Like, oh, yeah, my mum's an Italian and she does this. And my Italian mom hit me. It's, it's, it's funny. But then they're all doing the same, similar kind of stuff.
0: Um, What was I going to say? I have seen loads of, like, comics that really, like, suck the life out of the room. But it works. But I – so, you know, when I used to work at the store, I always used to go down on my break to watch, like, mm-hmm. comedy. I used to try and watch as much mm-hmm. as I could. And there was loads of co- comedians that would go, and they were just like, ha- were so dull with like weird stage presence, mm-hmm. and it. But it people would laugh, but I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'd actually go. I'm I'd, I'd like, right, I'm gonna go back to work. It's boring. Like, do you think that there's a niche for pe- like? For, for, I don't I can't. I don't know how you can't find that funny. I don't, no, sorry. I don't know how you find that funny because you always taught me to like use the stage and like. You know, like
1: go on with big energy, not. Yeah, I mean, I I. But that's the that's the style I like, and American styles. I suppose they've all got that kind of presence, but then they don't have the jokes. Whereas English comedians, they might have that kind of dour personality or less energy, but they'll have a funny joke. The problem with that is when they, when when you get a few of them in a row. So, like, that kind of comedy, like kind of anti-comedy-esque, in my opinion, it, you know, it, it works. There's a place for it. You know, it's like if you watch wrestling or something you've got different types of, there's a different type. But sometimes you go to a comedy night and the book has not planned it properly. So, you'll get, like, back-to-back, like, low-energy acts. And then you're like, oh, this is awful. But even low-energy acts, so if you think of a low-energy act and you think of someone like Jack D. He's people are he's low energy, he is, but when you watch him, he's kind of low energy, but he still puts energy into the performance, so it's not like so boring. So, we it's a weird, it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing.
0: Oh, I kind of get what you mean now. Yeah. Is, uh, perhaps it's just me, perhaps it's just um, I'm like got a low attention span.
1: Well, I don't know, man. I, I to be honest, I, I get bored watching loads of comedy, so I'd imagine if I was working in a comedy club, you just you see the. You see the same jokes or similar jokes or a variety of similar jokes one after another, and you know what you're watching. You know you get used to it, mm-hmm. so then you need to yeah. see something. Then, then you need to you need to get more deviant.
0: There is a lot of white men that that will just say the same thing, uh, like like if it's back to back, I'm like, oh right, okay. And they come on and they're like, oh jokes about a and stuff like that, and I'm like, right
1: about about what? About oh my oh my knob! I thought, I thought you said manab. M- I was like, no. what's, what's <laughs> manab? So like, what the hell's manab?
0: <laughs>
1: this is something yeah. that I have no clue of. I mean, but you, but but not not the but that I, I'm taking it. Those were some of the new nights. The professional nights aren't all like that, are they? At the store?
0: um No, I well I used to work only on the professional nights
1: because. Oh really?
0: um The new nights would be like a lower key, smaller gig. Um, um, still good, but like, yeah, it, yeah, they they what? Oh, I've, do I cut this out? There were some like I thought like were really shit, and I just didn't know why they were there. Like uh, <laughs> there was even like a really famous comedian was on, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's sick, it's mm, yeah, and then I was like, what the fuck was that? That was boring. I was like, oh, I'm off.
1: Oh really? What's happening really with well? the store? What's
0: so happen- what's
1: happening with yeah? What's happening with the store? Have you heard anything?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still on the group chat and I still kind of t- keep in touch with people, but it looks like we could re probably probably be reopening. Um, no, I don't really know what's going on. I think I think we could probably reopen in summer. Um, if
1: if a lockdown lifts.
0: Yeah, if it lifts, and also. It was because our rent was so expensive, we had to do, like, repairs on it. I don't really yeah. actually know that much. I just know that if I want to go back and work there, I can.
1: Then <laughs> And um, would, um, would you go back and work there?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah. Like, and just do, like, a shift every other week
1: because it yeah. was so
0: much fun. It was, like, the, the funnest job I've ever had. Oh,
1: was it fun? And what about um, Zoom gigs and stuff? Have you been doing any of them? I'm now, it's, I'm now interviewing you
0: okay the <laughs> <journey>. well, <then. laughs> um, yeah i've done one it was awful
1: <laughs> yeah zoom gigs are inevitably awful it's terrible it's so cool. like yeah. I,
0: I, I was hosting it as well and i i was i introduced the gig with um the wrong charity in front of the oh. charity person <laughs> Um, I think it was for Women's Refuge, but I was like, welcome, this gig's for women's aid. <laughs> and she, I just looked at her and I was like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should have put a sticky on your laptop. I just got asked to do a Zoom gig today for the for SOAS Iranian Society. So they said, oh, can you do it? It's a charity gig. And I said, well, listen, <laughs> I'm just going to pre-warn you because I've done Iranian gigs before. And Iranian gigs, they only want Iranian material. And so you'll see Iranian comedians, they'll go on, a, they want to do a joke about their mobile phone and they start going on and like someone in the audience will be like, is the Iranian mobile phone, is Persian mobile phone? <laughs> and they would be like, no, it's just a mobile, about mobile phones. Like, oh, fuck you! And then they be like, oh, no, 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 it's a Persian mobile phone. Like, ah, please, go on, it's okay. So you got, they, they only want Iranian stuff. So I was like, listen, I don't have much Iranian material because I don't really do stuff about that. I said about, but if you're alright with that, then I'll do it. So it's a Zoom charity gig. Which, to be honest, I've been reticent to do many Zoom gigs. So I've got that um, coming on as well. But hopefully, I get the charity right.
0: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, please do. Well, is it a good? Is it? Because um, I was going about to ask you. Well, I ended up lying down for the for the rest of the gig on Zoom.
1: Oh, who who who? who
0: Have you done that? What
1: do you mean lying down? <laughs>
0: I just I just went to bed and took the laptop with me, <laughs> and I just carried on. It looked really bad, and like it just didn't go well at all. Uh, but yeah, I j- I was just like welcome back, and you could see my duvet. <laughs> and I was like sorry, I'm just not really feeling. What, this. How
1: many people were there? <laughs> were in the were on the show and in the audience and stuff? Do you know?
0: Like sixty.
1: What? what, what? How did the rest of the show go? Uh... Uh, it was alright. Yeah. yeah, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom really. gigs are weird. They're just um, yeah. Have
0: you got many gigs coming up?
1: But um, no. I've got a. Few, I've got actually a few people have started booking some gigs in. I haven't got loads. I've got maybe like five, but like four are real gigs, and I got that um mm-hmm. that online gig um that's coming up, but not not too many but they're slowly starting to get some some gigs and I've been trying to write a little bit more um so I need to that like, when hopefully when comedy starts back up I'll have some material but I say do you think you'd
0: do fringe?
1: well I don't know if it's going to be if it's on maybe depends I mean they'd have to start sorting that out pretty soon if it's going to be on right you'd imagine so but probably, but, but probably I would because I'll probably be in Edinburgh anyway. So would not make a difference? Um, just depends if it's happening. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. lucky. But unless, the, unless everything's uh, open and we can go on holiday, in which case I might go. I might go on holiday because I really want to go somewhere sunny now because I haven't been away for so long.
0: Oh, where would you go?
1: For, for any well, anywhere, su- anywhere sunny with a beach and a pool and hot and nice food just to get a suntan i have so basically i was chatting to leo about this leo curse as you as you know is that usually this time of year we're away in australia we're at the adelaide and the perth festivals and melbourne and stuff doing the doing our shows and doing Hayden live and we kind of got into like as a comedian it's weird you kind of get into a routine you do that festival you gig then you do edinburgh you kind of get into a routine so we've got into this nice routine which we took too much for granted we go to the australian festival it'd be super fun you'd gig get pretty good money it would be sunny you'd hang out you're drinking i was chatting to another comedian like there's only certain comedians you only really see them you never see them. Then you see them at a festival. You hang out all the time. It's like, all right, see you next year. That's it, right? So we've got into this nice routine. And then last year we did the festival. And just as that festival ended, Corona hit. And then obviously it didn't happen this year. So we're like, last Sunday we went out to film a video and it's raining and it's cold a bit. And we're like, oh man, I'm really, <laughs> we're really missing Australia right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I, I haven't seen you since. 2019 i don't think because and we only see each other really in fringe or or london oh, that's the same with michelle and well,
1: yeah okay you you yeah you and i usually yeah, it's either I see you at the fringe in, in edinburgh or occasionally in top secret or something you'll just like randomly appear <laughs> well there you are so it's weird right so there's but but i haven't seen any to be honest i haven't seen anyone I, I, Who i've ever seen i've seen all, yeah, actually, the only person I have seen is Leo. <clears throat> Leo, that's it, really.
0: And you see Michelle, don't you?
1: Well, I, I only just saw her first time, just like today. Well, yesterday, because we needed to, we were doing some stuff together. But I hadn't seen her for ages either. So it's all been a bit, um, yeah. I do miss her, actually. Maybe I really time. do. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the first. Oh, no, no, because I saw her in the interim period so in that weird bit where there was no lockdown for a little bit and everything was almost back to normal if you, yeah. if, you if you remember she,
0: that yeah well it was all a blur isn't it but she's one of these people that I don't see or speak to that often but I really look up to her and I really like see her as like she is a good friend
1: yeah um, she's good well she's now I do miss her, she's so. now Netflix star of the Duchess on netflix isn't oh, no. she? yeah so she's like it's funny we we're talking because she's a like, man this well the last edinburgh she had that awful venue off what what was it called the, the cow shed or whatever it's called just off the.
0: yeah and she
1: hated it and then suddenly so like then she got cast and she's doing some good stuff and she's writing scripts so things are going well for her so it's like but it was deserved so every now and then we just reminisce about that um stinky venue she was in but kind of shows you how quick things can change because she was scrubbing to get people in and the next thing you know she's in like one of the well the number one show on netflix for a bit it's amazing
0: yeah amazing i remember when she, she i remember i see, I saw a show a few times because i flyed for her and, and you obviously and... Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah you are and you are our showed... secret weapon in flying for and life
0: do you think do you think i've got many people in well i think so I hope so. Yeah, I think you I were good,
1: know. our secret weapon.
0: I was like, I was shouting in the street. I wasn't very secret, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she opened, like, one like a show once, and she was like, th- this was at, this, like, the smelly venue, and she went, oh, it stinks of BV and and, and toilet pipes in here. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, anyway, because there was, like, a big drain pipe. And you could the, hear, and you could like, hear
1: like, them the flush, room. you could hear the toilet flush. She said that every throughout the show, periodically, you just hear the flushing of the toilet, and we're like, "What the hell?" So it was mental. That's
0: almost insulting, isn't it? Like to give it was really like grotty, like a
1: like a basement. Why did they do that again? What had happened? Ah, oh, espionage shut down. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. So that so originally she'd got espionage, and then the espionage got bought by Virgin and then they're building a hotel there so then they just had to mm. do that last minute and I remember I said let me check it out because I I was already up there I said I'll go and check it out and I'll tell you what it's like and I was like well I'm not sure about this place
0: <laughs> oh yeah um, yeah she's got a break and I'm I'm so glad but but yeah what were you filming with Leo then
1: well, so Le- well Leo is doing his like political videos and stuff, but he's got like a decent camera. so we just went out to just try and um we just wanted to practice using the camera and see how it works. So we just whenever we do that, we call them urban youth TV, and we just interview people in the street and just ask them stupid questions. Um, so we spoke to some some guy like in Marble Arch who was wearing a crown telling us about the kingdom of God and stuff so it's kind of funny we won't use any of the footage but it was useful for us to kind of get an understanding of how it works and I think like you, yeah not like just to film funny videos but so we might do some more we we're gonna we we're gonna do them this week but Leo was filming yesterday and then today I was working all day um so maybe this weekend we'll, we'll we'll do something
0: oh that's good is he still with his Girlfriend.
1: Which 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 one are you referring to?
0: Oh, I'll, I might cut this bit. Out. Yeah, he was. He, oops. He, uh I remember when I first met Leo. He told me he was twenty nine.
1: When did you believe that? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, okay. I didn't good. You know
0: well enough to be like. <laughs> well, like
1: you, you've lived, you've lived a hard you've lived a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we, uh is the girl he was with? Is she? Is she Indian?
1: Mixed way. Ah, yeah, that's that's the same one then. So I didn't know if you were talking about his other girlfriend, well, his ex girlfriend, who was ginger. I don't know Naka. if you met her. Or well, she was a redhead. So no, his he is with. That was all at the
0: fringe.
1: No, I don't know who that is. That could well. But I'm not this. I'm not discounting. Oh no, that that's someone else. That wasn't his her... girlfriend. That was Lee. Yeah. That was just a that was just one of Leo's many female acquaintances. For some reason, I don't know why women find Leo uh irresistible. Apparently. They they seem to like him.
0: Well, he won dinner date, so we'll just <laughs> Yeah, he
1: won he won dinner date, little nose.
0: That that's so cool. Yeah, but... Well, it's not really, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know how Leo does so well. Do you do you think Leo's good looking? Do I? Yeah. You can just objectively. He looks like my friend's dad. Yeah, he's just old, right? I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. And somehow, like, he's always he does all right. He does all is right.
0: It, yeah, he's he's lovely, and he, yeah, he's a he's a good lad. He's
1: to be honest. He's very tall. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty tall, six six. Well, wow, six five. Tall. He's six yeah. five now. Formerly six six, but he suffers from mild, yet debilitating kyphosis. Does he? Yeah. What is it? Kyphosis, curvature of the spine. I think he Um... suffers from it because he always has to look down at people. And I mock (laughs) him for it. I mock him for it. I'm going to go now and I'm going to have to, I'm I'm doing another podcast tonight because I do this rubbish Arsenal one with a friend that no one listens to, but we we insist upon doing it. Um, So I need to message him and see when we're going to do that and get ready my gripes for Arsenal's loss. You're man new, aren't you? Are you? Uh,
0: part time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I I hate Man U. Even even though they're rubbish now, my hatred for them from when they won everything when I was growing up, it still burns bright. I'll never forgive them.
0: Do you do you like Everton?
1: I don't hate them. I, I they're, they're they're like a you know you got some teams which you you actively hate, other teams that you like a bit. And then Everton are kind of like a middle team. I neither hate them nor like them.
0: Oh, that's all right. You'll get on with Cameron then. Cameron supports yeah. Everton.
1: I, um, I know that you told they They beat you, didn't they? <clears throat> or am I imagining that?
0: <laughs> well, they beat Liverpool on his birthday. So he was like oh, was screaming it. the house down. It was like the best birthday ever. Yeah. I remember he was like, this is the best birthday ever. I was like, because oh, I thought, oh, it's because I've like really put an effort in. <laughs> he was like, Everton won.
1: I was like, Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, I'm going to bed.
0: <laughs> Good night. Um and then on our second day, we went to go and watch Everton versus um Manchester United in the pub. Um it, we, we had like a nice chat at the start and then like the de- our day was like a date of two halves, like the half the first half of the day was lovely and then like, towards the end of the day, he just he was just like eyes glued to the TV. I was like, so, like, you know, what did you do at school? And he was like, go on, pass, pass, go on, And I was just like, fuck, it, right. I just didn't talk to him for like the last 40 minutes. Then, uh, that sounds like a good
1: date from my point of view.
0: And, and then he went home to his mum, he was like, mum, I've just ignored her for the last the last half of the, the match. Do you think she'll speak to me again? Right,
1: <laughs> well, it worked out in the end. It worked out in the end. Oh, check out DariusDavies dot com where there'll be links to all uh my social media and my riveting new Arsenal podcast, which is only fun to listen to if you're an Arsenal fan. Or it's fun to listen to if you don't like Arsenal but you like to hear people cry about Arsenal losing, then then it's fun to, to, to listen to.
0: Um what, what about, about your socials? socials? Yeah. Like, like your
1: social- social uh Social media, Instagram, Persian of Interest, and Twitter, Darius Davies. Uh, I look forward to the deluge of new followers.
0: Well, I think, I think my nan's, like, the only person that, person that listens, listens to it. Actually, Actually she, she won't listen to this or because it's got a bit swearing.
1: Oh. No, she, no, she hasn't, hasn't listened to any of any them. Well, I, I demand that your nan listens to this podcast, my my number one fan. Mums, mums and nans love love me.